0: Welcome to Hope for Today, a weekly Bible teaching program that will bring you hope for every day. A few years ago, there was a group of us sharing the gospel here in our city. We were handing out tracts and doing some street preaching. One of the brothers gave a short message from Amos 4.12, and his main point was, Prepare to meet God. What a timeless message. Thousands of years ago, Amos gave this message for his audience. And many years before Amos, the children of Israel were given specific instructions for how to meet God at Mount Sinai. And the children of Israel got to experience what many of us long for. They heard the trumpet, saw the smoke, and felt the earth shake. How incredible to be there and meet God like they did. This message given by Amos was and is relevant for all of us. Since then, the prophets of God have been declaring this message. And we also need to take this message personally and then share it with everyone. This is because it will happen and we need to prepare. J. Mark will tell us more about how to prepare. But before he does, let's look at two verses which show us that we will meet God. Meeting God is not optional. It doesn't depend on whether you feel like it or not. You will meet God and stand before him. Here is how we can be so certain. Romans 14, 12 says, So then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. This is a serious verse for each of us to think about. If you know Jesus, stay focused. Live for him. Our small choices do matter. And if you have rejected Jesus, this warning is for you. Your life is not your own. You're not the only boss. You may think so and live that way. However, you will have to give account to your creator. Also, in Philippians 2.10, it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Listen. Our plea is for you to do this before you are standing before him. Don't wait. Now is the time to prepare. Now is the time to confess and turn from your sin. Many will want to when they are standing before him, but then it will be too late. It is not a question of if I will meet God. The question is, when will I meet him? It is going to happen. My advice is live like it. Now, let's give our attention to Pastor J. Markhorst as he teaches us more from Exodus about how to meet God.
1: Suppose you had an appointment with God. What would you do? How would you prepare for that appointment? What would be first on the list of preparations? Did you know that we all as human beings have an appointment with God? Yes, we do. The writer of Hebrews put it like this. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time, apart from sin, for salvation. So we know that a meeting time has been set. There's no question about that. In the case of Israel in our text today, that meeting was established on the third day but I am interested in knowing how you and I will meet him, because our meeting time with him has already been fixed. How to meet God is outlined for us in Exodus chapter 19 and verses 9 through 25. This is where God showed himself in power in preparation for his people to hear his voice. So listen as I read this portion of scripture, Exodus chapter 19 and beginning at verse 9. And the Lord said to Moses, Lo, I come to you in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with you, and believe in you forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, Go unto the people, and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothing, and be ready for the third day, because on the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. And you shall set boundaries unto the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourselves that you do not go up into the mount, or touch the border of it. Whoever touches the mount shall surely be put to death. There shall not a hand touch it, but he shall surely be stoned or shot through, whether it be a man or a beast. It shall not live. When the trumpet sounds long, they shall come up to the mount. And Moses went down from the mount unto the people and sanctified them, and they washed their clothes. And he said to the people, Be ready against the third day, and do not have a physical relationship with your wives. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount, and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that were in the camp trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the nether part of the mountain. And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him by a voice. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai, on the top of the mount, and the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount. And Moses went up. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down, charge the people, lest they break through unto the Lord to gaze, and many of them perish. And let the priests also, which come near to the Lord, sanctify themselves, lest the Lord breaks forth upon them. And Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for you charged us, saying, Set boundaries around the mount, and sanctify it. But the Lord said to him, Away, get you down, and you shall come up, you and Aaron with you. But do not let the priests and the people break through to come up unto the Lord, lest he break forth upon them. So Moses went down to the people, and he spoke to them. From Israel's experience, we may gather certain counsels we ought to heed, in our preparation to meet God. The first counsel is to clean up. Moses was instructed by the Lord to sanctify the people. He said, Sanctify them today and tomorrow. What does it mean to sanctify? Well, it means to clean up. It means to get rid of the dirt. And that's both moral and physical. We're told in another place in the Bible to have our consciences sprinkled with blood and our bodies washed with pure water. Sanctify them, clean them up, get rid of the dirt, moral and physical. And then regard what is holy. The Lord told Moses he was to set boundaries around the mountain where God was going to meet with his people. I am thoroughly convinced that many of us today have lost our sense of the holy. We have reduced everything to the common. Nothing is sacred anymore. Right here, God is teaching us that when he comes to meet his people, some things are proper and some things are not. You and I need to recapture the meaning of the holy. Certain preparation is essential if you and I are to meet God. It is for us to clean up. God told Moses, Sanctify the people today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothing. How are you going to clean up? Well, that's an important question. The Bible tells us this in the book of Isaiah. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. God knows how to clean you and me up on the inside from the filth of our sin. But we must be willing to use his method of cleansing. In the New Testament, we're told the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So I counsel you in your preparation to meet God, to clean up. And then the second counsel, in preparation to meet God, is to look up. When Israel came to the mountain on that third day, and they saw God coming down, they stood in awe of his glory. Because God is the Almighty, he is the one who is above everything else. The prophet Isaiah said, To whom then will you liken me, or to whom shall I be equal? God stands above all others. He has no equal. And so when God came down on the mountain, the people stood there in awe because the whole mountain began to shake violently. It was full of lightning and thunder, and in the camp the people were trembling. The Almighty God came down to meet with his people, and they looked up. They listened for him because he had a word for them. When they heard the trumpet sound, they stood at the lower part of the mountain. And believe me, they were paying attention, as I'm sure you and I would be too. They were attentive, they were looking up, and they were listening for a word from the Lord. They were expecting something from Him. And they trembled when the trumpet grew louder and louder. You know, there is a holy fear which is very necessary in our preparation to meet God and to look up to Him. King David said in the 121st Psalm, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. You see, it is important for you and me to look up if we are going to meet God. And then the final counsel is to come up. The Lord called Moses, and he said, Come up into the mountain. And Moses went up, face to face with God. We're told later that Moses was the only man with whom the Lord spoke face to face. He said, come up. And so Moses went up. He was obedient to what the Lord told him to do. But then God also commanded him. He said, go down, go down. And if you recall what I read, at first Moses argued with the Lord that it wasn't necessary for him to go down. But God insisted. He said, away, get you down and come up and bring Aaron with you. But do not let the priests and the people break through to come up to the Lord, lest I break forth upon them. In response to God's call, Moses went up, and in response to God's command, Moses went down to ensure that everything God had said would be properly carried out. There was ultimately no resistance on the part of Moses. You and I must also be ready to do what God calls us to do. If he calls us to come up, then we must go up. If he calls us to go down, then we must go down. Moses is a model for us in meeting with God. It is for us to come up to God to learn what he commands and to go down then to carry it out. This is how we meet God. To meet God then, I urge upon you these counsels from this significant experience of Israel. Clean up, look up, and come up. That results
0: in a personal relationship with God. Thanks, J. Mark, for this teaching, and thank you for being here for this teaching from God's Word. It is a privilege for us to study God's Word and learn from it. Now let's take what we've heard and put it into practice. The teaching and instruction in the Bible is for us, and it is meant to be lived. It is amazing how timeless the Bible is. We believe this book is the best foundation to live by, For all the hard questions in life, the Bible has the best answers. Not the easy answers, but certainly the best ones. And Jesus promises to be with us. What a comforting promise. If you have any questions or if you'd like a copy of today's teaching, here are a few ways you can contact us. The best way is via email. Our email is hope at heraldsofhope.org or you can connect with us on our website. Our website is heraldsofhope.org. On our website, you will find other teaching similar to this and more helpful resources. Please look around while you're there. If you go to the Connect tab, you can message us directly. Again, the website is heraldsofhope.org. Thank you so much for being with us. We look forward to next week, and hope you will join us for more lessons from Exodus. I will leave you with the comforting promise Jesus left to all his disciples in the last verse of Matthew. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age.